this is Mandy. Before we get this episode started, I just wanted to add, I guess what you call a little disclaimer to it. I noticed while I was in post that there's like this weird clicking noise in some spots. And I think what that was is this being our first episode, I was nervous. I kept clicking my pen. I apologize. I'm going to try to cut as much of it out as I possibly can. But please, if you can, overlook it. Forgive us. And like we say during this episode, the podcast is going to be constantly evolving. So it'll get better. I promise. All right. Let's jump in. Thanks, guys. Okay. How do we start this? Carefully. <laughs> We've never done this before in our lives, so this is all new for us. Um, maybe yeah, we should whole, tell the folks who we are? Yeah, this whole talking thing. Yeah, yeah, you can go. <laughs> I'll let you start first. Okay, guys. Hello. Welcome to World Collide Podcast. I am Mandy Collins-Moore, and... That aggravating guy you're hearing, that would be my co-host. And who are you, dude? I am Michael Moore, and not that Michael Moore, but I am Michael Moore. <laughs> and um, and I'm not that Mandy Moore either. For some reason, even though my name has the Collins hyphen Moore, people still go, are you that Mandy Moore? When they see me online and stuff, it's like, uh, no, not really. I wish I'd kill to have her hair, her body, her voice, you know, just basically be her. But no, I'm not her. <laughs> now, a lot of you are probably tuning in going, what is this? What's Worlds Collide? Let me kind of give you guys a little background on how this started. Um, uh, me and Michael both are both YouTubers, Twitch streamers, gamers since before it was cool to be a gamer. <laughs> Check. And, uh, I'm a writer. Michael is currently a maintenance man and he is working on getting his degree in and you explain that because I'm no good at that. <laughs> computer and information sciences with a major in software development uh, so pretty much the ins and outs of what makes a computer work what makes networks work uh you know the fact that the internet is not broken when you can't connect to it um <laughs> who says it's not <laughs> it's never uh, my well, fault okay uh we'll submit a ticket for you <laughs> but uh <laughs> Not pretty much just uh, anything dealing with the ins and outs of computers, all the way from the ones and zeros that make them work up to you know, writing applications, uh, Java, C, C Sharp, C++, uh, all the different languages, building websites, HTML, CSS, um, JavaScript, you name it. Uh, I probably mentioned one of those two or three times over, but <laughs> um, there's so many of them. Uh, it seems like the list never ends, but uh, that's pretty much what it's about. Uh, you know, getting into our online careers, I guess you would call it, you know, YouTube, Twitch, um, my writing, all of those things kind of culminated in us meeting some very interesting folks, people that 
you may stream see streaming on Twitch or making YouTube videos and think, oh, they're just a gamer, they're just a, a vlogger, they're just this or just that. And then you find out they've got this whole backstory and have had these whole other careers that you never would have imagined. And that was where I originally got the idea for Worlds Collide. I wanted it to be about those people, the ones that you see one way online and then offline they've got a totally different life and we are still going to be doing a lot of that i already have a couple of guests lined up that i'm really excited about but when i got to talking to michael a little more about it <laughs> hey he, he's sitting here being silly y'all but when i got to talking to michael a little bit more about it in case y'all haven't figured out yes we are a couple have been for too many years now <laughs> Couple. and although we get along pretty well for the most part and we do have a lot in common there are do not child you hush <laughs> there are some things that we have absolutely totally different views on so that kind of goes along with the whole worlds collide thing as well so we thought, okay, and we're just going to do this together and we're just going to run with it. And for those of you who may be catching this over on YouTube, you may be wondering why you're getting the video that you're getting instead of the one that you should be. Well, long story short, I have pot syndrome. Sometimes it causes my body to do very weird things. Some of those weird things happen on my face. And <laughs> it's not that I'm ashamed or embarrassed I, it does make me a little self-conscious but i know some people it might trigger so until my face gets back to normal which still isn't a whole lot better but it's somewhat better we're just gonna do the video the visual podcast this way until it gets better and then once it gets better y'all will get to see us but that that's just the way that's going for today and we'll go ahead and apologize ahead of time for that. Yes, yes, we're deeply oh. sorry. We are so deeply sorry. <laughs> okay, guys, there were a couple of things we actually, we had intended to keep this as a very short first podcast, but the more we thought about it, there was a lot we actually wanted to cover and um, complain about. Yeah. And, and fair warning, guys, those of you who may uh, be here from like our YouTube or our Twitch channels, you know, we try to keep those kind of PG, PG-13 type deals. This is not going to be that. Fair warning. We, I know that a couple of you guys let your kids watch like our YouTube videos and stuff. Don't let them watch or listen to this podcast. Okay. Just fair warning because this is going to be our space to loosen up and speak a little more freely and that kind of leads me into what we're about to discuss right now normally we both try to keep politics away from our channels however today we're going to get a little political on you um and for one reason only most of us are sick to death of hearing about politics right now i know i am absolutely it's ridiculous it's all we hear it's all we think about i'm sick to death of it however there is something that could affect 
millions of people that is wrapped up in all this political bullshit right now. And I kind of want to talk about that. And that's um, Section 230 and Trump's and Mitch McConnell's attempts to repeal it. Um, Michael, I, I, how much did you know about Section 230 before me and you started talking about, well, before you started talking and I started ranting? Let's put it that way. Beforehand, I remember back in the late 90s, uh, actually hearing about something that protected something on the internet. <laughs> I'm assuming that's what it was. Uh, but as far as knowing anything about it, I had no clue. Uh, or knowing what it was or what it covered or uh, yeah. you know, what, what it entailed. I think, I think a lot of people are that way. And right now, the way Trump and McConnell are trying to portray it, they want people to think this is strictly a, a, a social media thing. That's not what Section 230 is at all. And I want to kind of cover a little bit about that. And to make sure I was right on these points, I did some research on it. And guys, you can go research everything we are about to tell you. And, you know, Michael pointed out, you know, maybe you should cite where you got this information from. And he's probably right on that. However, the way I'm kind of looking at it right now is... I'm going to give you the info and encourage you to go find this stuff on your own. Because if you go find it on your own, you're more inclined to read more of it and to believe it versus that what somebody just tells you to go look at. Does, yeah, don't just take our word for it. Like he said, by, by no means, do not just take our word for it. Do your own research. But here is what I can tell you about Section 230. Section 230 was created because of two court cases in the 90s. The cases were about the liability of internet companies for content, content posted on their websites. In one of those cases, a New York federal court ruled a company called CompuServe wasn't liable since it was just a host and didn't moderate or write any of the content on its forums. In a separate case, a New York court ruled the company uh, Prodigy could be held liable because it did, in fact, police some of the content posted on its forums. So basically what they were saying is, if a site does not regulate or write or any of that, the content that is being posted on there, they cannot be held liable. If they had some hand in regulating that content, writing that content, editing that content, you know, any kind of hands on that content, then they could be held liable. That's basically the premise. Republican representatives Chris Cox and Democrat representative Ron Wyden authorized, authored Section 230 with the wish that internet companies would be able to regulate themselves in most cases without fear of being held liable for everything users posted. There are some exceptions to that, though, and if you do your research, you will find those, you know. Um, child porn, of course, that's not something that they can just regulate themselves, you know, thing, things of that nature, some extreme things. Section 230 states, no provider or user of an interactive computer service shall be treated as the publisher or speaker of any information provided by 
another information content provider. So basically, okay, say I go to my website and you're a user who signed up on my website. I post something on my website. Well, my website host can't be held responsible for what I posted and you as a user cannot be held responsible for what I posted. Make sense so far? Absolutely. Uh, one interesting thing to, to throw in there too, <clears throat> at the time it was considered the 26 words that created the internet. Exactly. I don't really have, yeah, I don't really have anything, you know, outside of that as to, as to what the meaning was behind that. But I do know, um, it was credited for allowing the internet to grow to what we know, we, we know it as now. Uh, good or bad, good and bad, I guess you should say. Uh, but it it allowed growth where it wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't put in place. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because if we weren't allowed to speak and post freely, what would there be left of the internet? I mean, honestly. Basically, Section 230 allows online intermediaries to host and republish things while being protected from legal repercussions for what the people who post those things said or wrote. The protection includes internet service providers and a large range of interactive service providers, meaning pretty much any online service that publishes third-party content. Some of those examples, some of the most common examples, um, I should say, are Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. However, there are some exceptions, as I mentioned earlier, uh, such as in the case of criminal and intellectual property claims. Essentially, Section 230 allows free speech to flourish online. It is partially why we have podcasts, we have YouTube, um, Twitch, uh, all of those things. And why supporters of any political party or candidate can post their opinions and support on any of those forums. What Trump and the people who want to repeal Section 230, but particularly Trump, are failing to realize or acknowledge is part of the reason he won his first bid for the presidency was because of Section 230. Why? Because his supporters were allowed to post about him at will and also allowed to post information against his opponent. Without that kind of grassroots movement, I honestly do not think he would have gotten the presidency. All right, wasn't a, uh, social media played a huge role, I believe, in, um, in probably the past few elections, actually, yes. because... You know, that's where a lot of people get their news from. That's where a lot of people get their their influence from is what you know what they're reading and picking up on Facebook and Twitter and you know all the different uh, social media sites. Absolutely, it's the most common way of sharing and taking in information that there is today. I mean, that's just the time we live in. And. My thing I want to really ask the people who support getting rid of Section 230 is, do you realize what will happen if Trump manages to do away with it? Do you realize the repercussions? Let me break down a few of them for you. Number one, censorship. Everywhere. If you think it's bad that Twitter 
for example, flags Trump, which is, in my opinion, the main reason he's started this whole campaign against Section Section 230. If you believe them tracking flagging his tweets is bad then you need to stop and think about this if section 230 is removed all platforms will have to censor us more strenuously out of fear of being sued into oblivion or let me interject there or if it goes back to the way it was beforehand it, it'll be one of two things it'll be over censorship of everything under the sun Yes. Out of fear of lawsuits. Or it'll be a wild west where anything goes and they're not going to touch anything. It doesn't matter what's put up. Because the way it was, the minute they did step in and say, okay, we're going to remove this, you know, okay, we're going to we're going to bring Twitter back in time to, <laughs> to the 90s yeah. before it ever existed. <laughs> but if they were to go in or, if, you know, maybe it was MySpace or whatever was, was around at that time, uh, I'm not even certain. But I think it's MySpace. I don't think Twitter actually came around until, what, 2008, 2009? I'm not even certain. Something like that. But uh, if they come in and take down one post or moderate one thing, suddenly they were liable for everything on the site. Suddenly they're the publisher. As long as they didn't touch anything, it was fine. They were not liable. But the minute they stepped in and touched something, that was it. You make a good point. And that was one I had not thought about. You make a very good point on that. Very good point. So either way it goes, we're either facing ungodly censorship in which those of us that are on like YouTube and Twitch, we already know how much we are censored anyway, just to remain ad friendly or you know however you want to term it so it's either going to be 10 times the hell as far as that's concerned or it's going to be to a point where say joe blow down the road doesn't like you and decides he wants to ruin your reputation so he's going to post on facebook that you just sold him you know a couple of kilos of coke and Facebook is going to leave that there because they're going to be scared to touch it. Basically, any lies we will be able to go. And people are going to be able to sue each other right and left. It's going to be a freaking nightmare. And that censorship we're talking about, it's also going to in turn censor what information we can get. And... Honestly, that would be perfect for Trump or any other politician, any of them at all, looking to control what knowledge we can and cannot have or can and cannot share. It'll also allow for those politicians to sue any online platform that allowed anything negative about them on their platform, including information from legit news sources, thereby eliminating freedom of the press. And I know I'm not calling any names. But I know several politicians right now that have major issues with legit media sources and would love nothing more than to be able to censor them. Absolutely. Uh, and and to build on the, the side that I was looking at, for instance, and I, I found this uh, this information on online. Okay, let's say that, you know, 
we both go to a website. I'm going to steer away from the, the Twitter and the Facebook because this doesn't just cover Twitter and Facebook. This covers pretty much anything on the internet where a user can provide input in a public space. Amazon, Wix, WordPress, any of those. Yeah. Yeah. In anything. If I want to create, basically the way I interpret it, if I want to create my own website and host it on Yahoo, then whatever I put on there, Yahoo's responsible for. It's their fault if I put something wrong. They can be sued. So it goes very deep. But for instance, let's say that me and you are on a public forum and we'll take the Wild West example. You put up some horrible stuff about a candidate that's, uh, let's say, Joe Blow is up for election. Mm-hmm. And you put up a, a horrible rant about all these bad things that he's done, people he's killed, you know, uh, just stuff that's, you know, out of this world, just whatever, you know, that there's probably crap. somebody out there that'll believe it. Well, as long as they don't touch it, they're not liable for it. And then I come along and decide, hey, there's kids on this forum. Let me go take screenshots of every Pornhub video there is and put up 15,000 images of porn on this same site. They can't touch those either. True. Very true. So what are we going to be exposing our kids to if we do away with that Section 230 protection? Absolutely. So either take them all down or leave them all up. Yeah. And, and the bad part about it is, too, it, it's going to affect so much more than just social media, kind of like you were just talking about. Website host providers, um, anyone who uses host to, to publish blogs to run an online business, that's going to present issues for you. Because either these hosts, hosting companies are going to go, hey, I cannot take the risk and they're going to completely shut down or they're going to start doing away with users that they see as potential liabilities for the things they post on their websites. And part of what amazes me about the people I see supporting repealing section 230 are people that I know for a fact make either part or all of their living online. And they're not stopping to think about the ramifications this can have to their business and their lifestyle. Absolutely. That just kind of, that, that makes no sense to me. I cannot wrap my head around how you can look at that and go, yeah, yeah, get rid of section 230 and not realize this could be devastating for your own business. The removal of Section 230 protection could, it's either going to force some platforms, like I said, to close down or put them in the mindset of just shutting down on on their own rather than risk, you know, the lawsuits and all of that crap. That's going to mean not just the threat to the people that make their living online, but to those that hold actual jobs with those companies. Think about how many thousands upon thousands of people it will put out of work. If we think the economy is already bad and people are already struggling, go to putting all these people out of work and see how much worse it gets people. That's something everybody needs to stop and think about. You know, yeah, maybe none of your family works for any of these companies. Maybe they're not going to be directly affected by it. 
but they will be indirectly affected because it's going to impact the economy. Whether y'all like it or not, whether you want to admit it or not, that's what's going to happen. And you really need to stop and think about these things. When it comes to the economy, it may not affect you directly at that point in time, but it's like a ripple effect. It's going to affect you at some point, some way, somehow. That uh, That's just a fact. Well, let's, let's say, you know, someone who doesn't even, you know, partake in social media or um, anything else. The majority of people, I, I believe, have purchased something online before. Yeah. You know, I, I'd say a large, there's probably a very small amount of people that it, never it, have purchased anything online. Especially right now during COVID, everybody's buying everything online to keep from having to go anywhere. Yeah. Okay. What's, you know, usually the first thing you do when you look at something, you go, hey, what's the ratings on that? And then you look at some of the reviews. Those reviews wouldn't be allowed because the company could, yeah, the company could policy, but bit, blip. Bleep, bleep, bleep. That's all, folks. Well, it's yeah. not seen, y'all. <laughs> yeah, it's been real. Um, <laughs> the company could possibly be held liable and sued for defamation if they allowed a negative review to stay on their site. So let's say, you know, XYZ company is selling this piece of junk that nobody should pay $300 for, much less $1,000 for on their website. They can't allow anybody to tell anybody that it's a bad product or to let, you know, I mean, I guess they could let them know. And then sooner or later they would find out. Yeah. But in the meantime, they're selling all these products and nobody has a clue that they're buying something that's, you know, not worth it. You got a point. They can't allow that negative review. I, I hadn't even thought of that end of it, but you, you're absolutely right. And I know if I was say Jeff Bezos, you know, Amazon, and it came down to that. There is no way I would let reviews be posted at all anymore for fear of just what you're talking about. And, and think about it. If a small company is going to try to sue a larger company for some sort of slander or defamation or however they would end up wording it, Amazon would be the number one target. I mean, that that would pretty much just be common sense. I know if I was a con going to do something like that, Amazon would be a target. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Amazon uh, reviews, any, any review sites, like uh, uh, what's the one for, you know, like if you want to take a trip somewhere, you Yelp. look up you know, um, maybe Yelp. There's Yelp. There's Travel Advisor. Yeah. Um, all kinds sites of them. Such as that, you know, uh, I guess, you know, if somebody left a bad review about a city they had been to, well, then the city could turn around and sue Yelp or, you know, TripAdvisor uh, for defamation yeah. because they allowed that to stay there. Uh, this could be. The removal of Section 230, it, like I said, Trump and the supporters of getting rid of it want to make you think it's all just about, like, Twitter and Facebook. It's not. It's not. It's going to have devastating effects across the board and, and that's not even talking about as far as how it would affect those whose main line to the outside world is the internet 
you know, the censorship and possible shutdown of some of these platforms would be devastating for those whose main line of the outside world is through those platforms, whether it's by their own choice, medical condition, or, or anything else. A lot of shut-ins would be limited to what information they could get and how they could connect with family members that live far away. And for those that say may be suffering from depression, uh, mental health issues, whatever, the consequences for that kind of disconnect from the outside world could honestly be deadly. It, it could be a matter of life and death in all honesty. So, and, and right now is actually the perfect time for Trump to use the removal of Section 230 as a way to control how both he and the 2020 election are perceived since so many are staying at home due to COVID and getting their information from online sources, he can completely twist it and, and use it to his advantage. Uh, although it could backfire on him. And on honesty, it actually could backfire on him because platforms such as Twitter would feel the need to censor all information concerning both President Trump and the election even more strenu strenuously than they already are. So, and I, I don't think he's stopping to think about that. It could backfire against him. Yeah, it's very, very true. I just don't see why these aren't things that have gone through his head. And maybe they have. But if you look at the man's tweets, I just don't get the impression he's really thought this through. And other <laughs> leaders in history, come on, guys, think about this for a minute. I'm not naming any names. All right, I'm not going to do that. But other leaders in history have tried similar tactics to control the people and control the flow of information. Although, you know, it was through different mediums like newspapers, radio, it's the same premise. Control the information people are allowed to consume and control what people are allowed to say. It essentially has the same effect and the same outcome in the end. Is that what we really want? Do we really want everything completely controlled? That's, I just don't see how that could be a good thing. And now, right now, they are holding the stimulus and the national defense bill hostage in an effort to get rid of Section 230. Why would any politician do that unless they thought they had something major to gain from it? Because right now they're hurting the American people. I I'm sorry, but they are. Holding those stim stimulus checks back from people that are facing eviction, foreclosure, the choice between paying their power and putting food on the table. And then you want to yell you're a patriot, but you're going to withhold our military's raise to get rid of Section 230. It, it's all crazy, man. I do know, you know, Trump went ahead and he was, he signed off on the, the stimulus thing. He did. But then keeps wanting to yell about Section 230. If you ask me, he should have been yelling about all the money that's going everywhere else. And he did mention that in passing. 
but still went ahead and signed it and allowed those things to go through, but yet wants to veto the National Defense Bill because he wants rid of Section 230. The first thing he yelled about that was Section 230, and then later when he was criticized for that, added in a couple of other things, like the, the changing of the names of some military bases as part of his reasoning. The bottom line, it all goes back to Section 230. And, you know, keep in mind, guys, I'm just handing you what facts I do know about it. As I said, it's facts that you can go check out for yourselves. Verify it for yourselves. Do not ever. That's one thing I always encourage people to do. Double check what you hear, no matter who it's from. Absolutely. And we will always encourage you to do that. Anything we talk about double check us and if we're wrong call us on it tell us about it we'll never admit it but you know that's it true. would be nice that's <laughs> true you know it, it'll be your satisfaction you know just to call us out <laughs> well i thought i was wrong once but i was mistaken but, um... uh-huh he thinks that a lot y'all let me tell you <laughs> i know not what you speak of liar but yet it runs pretty deep. And I mean, and that's not to say that there would be anything wrong with taking a look back at it since the internet has evolved as much as it has. Maybe it does need some tweaking. But to that, completely that I could agree it, with. Some some adjusting. But, yeah, but to completely repeal it, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's that seems like a a really big step, a really big reaction to what may be minor adjustments. To, to me, the, to the wording. To, to me, more than anything, and, and like I said, normally, I I don't share political views, and let me just preface what I'm about to say with something else. Whoever you support is completely your decision, and I'm fine with that. I have friends that support politicians that I cannot friggin' stand. They're still my friends. I have relatives that support politicians i cannot stand i still love them who you support that is you know that's on you and as long as you're not coming at me or being hateful about it we can get along we can have a civil discussion i'm all down for that but that having been said right now the way it seems to me the rush and the push to repeal section 230 is one political party's reaction to seeing not so nice things said about them online and again like i said trying to control the flow of information which in and of itself is deadly there are severe consequences for that so i'm just gonna leave that there i'm gonna hush now my rant is over (laughs) yeah you'll never hush I know. I, and trust me, guys. If y'all think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm holding back some right now. Michael gets to hear it unfiltered and uncensored. So, yes, <laughs> yes unfiltered and uncensored. That's a, a a nice way of putting it. Um, Honey, I, I, <laughs> I don't know what. Uh, I, I guess my last thoughts on it. It government types. When I looked up, uh, uh, let me see what the search phrase was. What leaders tried to control information people have access to? The second 
um, the, the second search result that came up in Google was a definition from the Encyclopedia Britannica for to totalitarianism. Bingo. Uh, and that's some not so nice people that, that kind of fell in that category. And, and do, do your research on that. If I said that right, totalitarian. I think I got it the first time. I should have left that one alone, but totalitarianism. Um, Y'all should see his face right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it could. That's just the central rule of government where they determine what you what you hear, what you see, what's allowed, um, in every every aspect of life, and this kind of falls under that. Uh, it, that level of censorship would fall under that. Yes, absolutely. So it's it's a scary time. I mean, I'm sure there are arguments, the you know legit legitimate arguments for the other the other side of it. Uh, me personally, I stand against repealing it. Uh, I'm not afraid to say that. I have no no qualms about saying that. Now, in uh, case y'all didn't figure out, I, I'm in that camp too. In case you know, yeah. <laughs> I was not clear about that. <laughs> but at the same time, I would be open for discussion on what should be changed, what should be altered. Uh, to make it, you know, viable in today's internet, which is a totally different beast than what it was when this was created. Uh, so, I guess that's kind of kind of where I stand on it. Oh, for right now, we do still have Section Two Thirty, which means we can sit here and talk all the crap we want to all day long about anything. Which don't yeah, worry, right. guys, we're not going to do that to y'all. But <laughs> <laughs> it's a wonderful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And guys, I, there was something I wanted to mention at the beginning of the podcast that I forgot to mention. Um, right now, I'm not sure how the audio, we're going to have to do a little work on this audio, but we do have some brand new mics, some new software, a lot of things we're going to be implement, implementing. We can't either one of us talk tonight. What is wrong with us? We can usually talk crap all day long. What is it's big words? Big words just late at night. It's been a long day. <laughs> <laughs> but the podcast will evolve as we go. So hopefully that'll be okay with you guys. Uh, our plans are to, you know, we've gotten new cameras, new mics, and our plans are to continually, as we see how this goes, how our audience grows, what you guys think of us, you know, all that good stuff. So please be kind. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're gonna upgrade and, and continually improve the quality so i just wanted to throw that note in there now yeah, that's like your mom used to say if you can't say anything good don't say anything at all <laughs> eh, you had a much nicer mother than i did huh <laughs> what'd you say yeah that's it that's it right there <laughs> I do want to talk about a young lady I admire quite a bit on YouTube. Michael, do you happen to know who I'm talking about? I have an idea. She's beautiful. She's been on YouTube for, oh my God, 11 years. I know it's been over a decade. And... She recently, this year, 2020 was a big year for her. Um, one of her 
I guess you could say secrets from her past that she had kept under wraps for, you know, her entire YouTube career finally came to light. And I had always admired her, but seeing her strength during that period made me admire her even more. Guys, I'm talking about Nikki Tutorials. For those of y'all who don't know who Nikki is, Nikki, like I said, is a YouTuber. She's a beauty guru. She can do things with makeup that I didn't even think freaking possible. She can do things with makeup that some artist can't do with canvas and paint. Th this is true. And guys, yes, Michael watches makeup tutorials with me. Ladies, let me tell you something. You want a good man, go get you a man that will sit and watch tutorials with you. I know more about foundation and setting spray than I ever should have known. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it that he will do those things with me. You know, I, I've never, I, before him, I had never been with a man that would have done that. So ladies, I'm telling y'all, get you a man that will watch all of them with you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've, um, I've just got a lot of respect for the artistic ability behind it. And you uh, cannot deny the artistry that's there. Absolutely. The, their face is their canvas, and I love that. And Nikki is one of the absolute best. And I remember one of her first tutorials I ever watched. Uh, you know, at first it was kind of hard to figure her out. But the more I watched her the more I fell in love with her. And then earlier this year, it came out that she was trans. She was blackmailed into revealing that really before she was ready. But watching her strength during that, her courage, it was, it was inspiring. It, oh my God, it made me just love her even more. And now she has a series, a YouTube original series. A documentary uh, kind of going through her life I learned things about her I did not know that made me admire her even more and yes Michael Michael sat and watched it with me if you've got YouTube premium you can watch it all right now it's a uh, four episode I think it was wasn't it four I believe so yes yeah I think it was four yeah I think it was a, a four episode series and if you got YouTube Premium, you can watch them all right now. If you don't, they're releasing one, uh, I, th I think it's like one a week, one every few days, something like that. But, you know, everybody's going to get a chance to watch it. And we're not going to reveal any spoilers. I, I don't, I don't want to do that to anybody that may want to watch it. But to me, it was even more inspiring to see a side of her I normally don't see. Because I always had this image of Nikki. I saw her as very self-assured, extremely confident, has it all together. And it's nice to see the other sides of her. And that, just make we're all real people. Yes. We're all, we're all real. We all go through things. And it was just, it, it was inspiring for me. So if you guys have not went and checked it out, absolutely go check it out. Nikki Tutorials. You can find her on YouTube really easy. <laughs> <laughs> I think what what was the name of it? Uh, layers of layers. Layers of me. of me. Layers of me. Yes, layers of me. And, and it it is. It's on her channel. And like I said, 
just very inspiring to me and made me have a whole new respect for her, which I didn't think was possible because I already respected her immensely. And to see that was, oh, put it this way, guys, there was times I was laughing and times I was crying and times I just wanted to hug her. (laughs) So by all means, guys, go check out Miss Nikki. Now, Gray, there's something going on on Twitch I don't think either one of us likes. Which part? (laughs) That's bad. (laughs) That's bad. Oh, that is horrible. I like Twitch. I don't want to give the wrong impression there. We love Twitch. We do. It's just like any other platform. It has its issues. I mean, we love YouTube. And we all know YouTube has some issues, so. (laughs) Take the good with the bad. (laughs) I was talking about the whole Twitch things thing that's going on. Yeah. That, that, um, you know, I've, I have actually been trying to work up the nerve to get into that because I'm an aspiring vocalist, um. (laughs) <laughs> for what for, it's worth uh, for those of you who have never seen us or our channels gray has been a musician for how many years now uh let's see it's way before i met you i know um, that i started playing drums 21 years ago so yeah and, and had we've a been guitar together 14 years that, so. so yeah i started playing drums in a band with the the gentleman i was taking guitar lessons from at the time and because his band split up so and I played piano and organ in my younger days and was also a singer at one point in time in my life. Long story behind that that we may get into at another time as well as the pots thing. Those, you know, as as the podcast evolves, we're both going to end up telling some things about ourselves that maybe we haven't shared a lot of anywhere else. So. A lot of things you may hear us mention now, you know, we'll explain in more depth later on. But the point is, because of our backgrounds, we were both very interested in Twitch Twitch things. I enjoyed watching some of the singers on there. There were some phenomenal folks on there. Yes, yes, absolutely. I've I've uh, I've had the um the joy of sharing the stage with quite a few exceptional singers. Um, I know a good vocalist when I hear it and it amazes me how many of these people are still in their bedrooms. That should be, yes, that should be in front of crowds, (laughs) major crowds, um, that are just exceptional singers. And they, when given a platform like this, they come out of the woodwork. Um, you know, somebody that you may have never heard of before, you could discover there. Uh, well, and, like the girl that we found the other night, uh, uh, Skeletora. Absolutely. Phenomenal voice. And she's just got that presence where you can't take your eyes off of her. And if it wasn't for Twitch Scenes, we never would have found her. It, it was enough after hearing her, that one, uh, that one stream that I actually went back through five years of her videos. Exactly. Picking out songs that, uh, that I was familiar with to, to see how she done on them. And what, what I found interesting was 
back in the the early videos when you could tell she didn't have a very good mic she didn't have a good setup uh, she was still five years ago knocking them down and mm -hmm. it was like wow so you've been doing this in your bedroom for five years you know? exactly exactly and which you know without without knowing her personally i don't know maybe you know she she has uh went out in public with it who knows um but just from what from what i've seen there it's like this girl is phenomenal and it's it's just something about her that like you said it's it's hard to take your eyes off of we've her. become addicted <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we've become addicted to this girl uh so i'm i'm hoping she will she'll maybe take it to a different platform or, uh, or something, something of that nature. But, uh, going back to, to the Twitch things closing out, um, according to the Twitch website, it was announced September 4th, 2020. Yes. Uh, that Twitch things would close January 1st. So yes. we're two days away. Yes. And you know, e even the ones that were never really looking at like doing it professionally or anything like that. Like we, we have a good friend. Um, his, his Twitch channel is Suicidalum. He goes by Ultra. And once Twitch things started up, I saw a different side of him I hadn't seen before. And you could just see the joy he gets out of sitting there singing and doing these duets with these people. And now it's all going away. And I think about him and all the others and it just, it makes me sad for them. And I just, I, I just haven't been able to put, wrap my mind around why they would remove it now. Uh, they made a statement, something about they were looking at doing something else with music, but never said what it was going to be. Yeah. There's their statement on, on the Twitch TV website and the, on the blog. As we look into look to the future, we've decided to invest in broader tools and services that will help support and grow the entire music community on Twitch. Uh, because of this, we've made the difficult decision to close Twitch Sings on January 1st, 2021. Uh, this community has inspired us with our talent and passion. We thank you all for what you've given to Twitch Sing over the years. And then they go on to uh, explain what happens now about they were releasing uh, the backlog of songs, removing songs, starting... Uh, December 1st because yeah. of contractual obligations um, and things of that nature. So, so I am curious to see where they're going with that, but um, I just couldn't figure out why not build on what you already have. Or, uh, or at the very least, leave it in place until you implement whatever else it is you've got in mind. I, I'm yeah. not, yeah. I'm not sure where their thinking is on this. Yeah, I'm not sure. It, it just, I can't make sense of it. I don't know. Maybe they'll, um, maybe they'll come out with something later to kind of explain where they're going with it. I don't really know. I, I am praying they are because there are a lot of these folks. I would really like to be able to continue to listen to them sing. You know, like I said, I, I'm a writer, guys. And sometimes what I will do is I would pull up one of these artists on Twitch sings and just have them in the background while I'm writing. I, I know a lot of writers would go, you do what? <laughs> you know, cause a lot of writers want it really quiet. If it's too quiet, I cannot write just point blank bottom line. I cannot write. It's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> so, you know, I have to have 
either you know music something like that in the background and a lot of times listen these artists really helped me get through writing you know difficult scenes or scenes where i've been stumped for a while and you know the, these people there's a whole community around twitch scenes there there's the fans there's the artists and they've gotten to where they feel almost kind of like their own little family their own sub community there and it's all being ripped out from under them yeah uh, here's something else interesting that i found in the q a uh january 1st 2021 not only is the service going to end but uh the game will no longer be available to play of course all remaining on-demand videos vods past broadcast clips and highlights will also be removed oh i did not know that yes. so we won't so, even be able to go back and listen to these people that we were enjoying anymore uh, it, it sounds like it's pretty much going to be wiped out as if it never existed uh which, Twitch, what the hell, y'all? <laughs> I I hate to speculate on this without having a clue, but my guess, it sounds to me like it's something to do with the music rights. For them to remove everything and not leave any of the, the VODs or anything like that, it, it seems like maybe they, I don't know, maybe they had a lease on the rights or something to, to allow people to sing those songs i i don't know i know somebody that actually is in the music industry we were discussing this the other night and they told me they have a sneaking suspicion that twitch is about to pull a youtube as it was put um that they're gonna start bringing in mainstream musicians and mainstream artists and letting them use twitch as their platform for their online concerts and kind of suppress the smaller folks mm. and you know so like, like, a, like the real music industry yeah exactly <laughs> and sandbag the opening act and and then uh get the sound man you know a couple of beers and bribe them to make the main main act sound good exactly exactly and you know guys like we said we do love twitch we do love youtube but they both have their issues and i i don't know how many of y'all well, remember what YouTube was like before you had mainstream celebrities coming in. But that's kind of what it seems like to me if that's what their plan is. Because, you know, YouTube suddenly was promoting all the mainstream celebs everywhere. And just kind of sandbagging the small guys. And, and they're still doing it now. So, you know just kind of my opinion on it youtube we love you but susan you really need to start listening to your community honey <laughs> but i just I, that's a shame if that is what twitch is about to pull because a lot of people when they felt like they were getting kicked in the teeth by youtube ran to twitch because twitch at that point was still kind of a level playing field and if that's what they're doing, then that's kind of showing that they're ready to rip that level playing field out from under any of us at any time. Yeah. You know, like I said, it's hard to say, and it's all speculation at this point because we really don't know. Uh, so I'm hoping something will come out about it and it'll make more sense. Maybe it'll be like, oh, okay, that's why they've done it. They've got something bigger and better, you know. Um that would be nice, but I'm just but not bigger seeing and that. better for the smaller creators. I, I'm sorry, mainstream artists 
and mainstream celebs do not need those boosts. I know from a business standpoint, financially, for YouTube and Twitch, it's a smart move. But when yes. you built your platforms off the backs of smaller people, to turn around and completely take a dump on them is bullshit. Agreed. And Agreed. Like, like I said, you know, this is all speculation at this point. We're just kind of giving our opinions on if this speculation turns out to be true. That's true. So. And I, and I could see where, um, where it would come in because I mean, if you look at the way things are now with COVID-19, et cetera, mm -hmm. um, musicians have, a lot of musicians have been pretty much totally unemployed for going on what a year now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, the music industry is taking a hard, hard hit because of COVID. Yeah. And, and these are people that, you know, knowing what I know about the music industry and the, the dabbling that I did, um, you know, you see, you know, these famous performers on TV, you know, they're loaded. They, you know, they're eat slam up with money. They never have to worry about another thing in their life. But let me tell you, getting to that point, you starve to death. Yep. <laughs> you do without. You hitch rides, you sleep on people's couches because you can't afford to go home and you got a show in the same town the next day. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it's not all fun and games and beauty and glory and happy. And uh, it. the music industry can get nasty before you get to that point. Uh, with that said, I loved every minute of it. But <laughs> uh, it, it was worth it. You're a glutton you for punishment. But once you step foot on that stage, it makes it all worth it. Uh, I mean, there's there's no, for me, there's no excitement like it. Oh, that's um, kind of what I said in the beginning. While we have a lot of differences, we have a lot in common. And that's one way that the, the music industry and the writing industry are very much alike. People think, if they find out you're a published author, they automatically think, oh, you're rolling in money. No, honey, no. <laughs> it does not no. work that way. It, it takes some time to get to that point. So with that said, you know, a lot a lot of these guys, and they, you know, they see, you know, see them on videos and stuff, be like, oh, that must be the life. You know, they've got it made. Well, what a lot of people don't realize about these musicians is most of these guys especially first starting out, once they first get their foot in the door and get their name out there, they spend 365 days on a tour bus and they play damn near every one of those days somewhere. Yep. They get off stage, get on the bus, somebody else packs their crap up, they try to take a nap on the way to the next city, get up, do it all again. And, and all this while being separated from family, friends, and trying to put food on the table back home. Yes. So if you look at it from that point of view, okay, that would be like if, you know, c considering, you know, the bigger, the bigger stars, of course, they make a killing. There's no denying that they make a killing. Oh yeah. But the ones that I'm talking about are like the ones that are just, just breaking into the industry, which is a large, a large majority of what you hear on the radio. Or, or popular music is what's just coming out, what's just hitting. It's, it's not, you know, necessarily the people that have been around for 30 years and they're loaded. Yeah. Uh, so what that, what that's bringing me to is that would be like, if I'm working seven days a week 
every week out of the year. And suddenly for the next year, I don't work a day. Devastation. Yes. I could, I could see where number one, that would be hard on a musician on a financial standpoint, because in order to make it to that point in music, you've had to given up any, any type of work or job that you were doing before, because there comes a breaking point where you get to the point and I've been to this point where it's keep working and give up music or stay where you're at on the plateau or quit work to go to music full time to try to make something out of it on a very shaky platform that may or may not fly that more than likely won't fly and you'll end up back, you know, working stiff somewhere but it's a chance you have to take. So you're facing both financial devastation and emotional and mental devastation, not, not having that outlet anymore. Absolutely. That was the next thing I was going to, because when you're used to playing those shows all the time and connecting with those crowds and all of a sudden that just stops, that's, that's got to be rough. I know it was for me when I, when I quit playing music, um, in a bad decision to pursue a career versus music, because like I said, I came to that point where I had a choice and it wasn't really a good choice, but it was, it was keep playing or I was going to have to work out something schedule wise because I was playing like four nights a week, driving an hour and a half one way to the shows. And it was going to be a matter of, yeah, I, I can't keep working at the job I'm at, but I can't support my family off what I was making playing music because at that point in time, playing the bigger show of the bigger cities, we might come away with five bucks a piece. That's not even enough to get home, you know? So, um, that's another uh, aspect of it that a lot of people are mistaken on is, you know, you think, okay, well, Hey, great. Once you start playing in Nashville, you're, you've made it right. Nope. Um, you can make more money playing in a town. Nobody's ever heard of than you can <laughs> play on Broadway in Nashville. Uh, uh, well, you know, coming from, you know, the small town I came from and you know, yep. the mentality there. Yep. It's where I came from. It was, you were supposed to, graduate, get married, spit out babies, go to work at the local, local factory, be in church every Sunday, and that's it. That's life. And if you dare to dream of anything else, you were an airhead, you were a daydreamer, you, you know, you got laughed at for it. So for these people to have the nerve and the guts and I'm just going to say it, have the balls to do this oh, in the no. first place when a whole lot of them came from towns and places just like I did. You've got to applaud them for that in the first place and then to now have it all ripped out from under them because of something Absolutely. beyond their control. Absolutely. So, so with that said, I've kind of taken us off in the left field, but um, with that said, I can see where y'all maybe... get used to us doing that. We'll wander <laughs> <Yes>. sometimes. <laughs> that, that happens quite, quite regular. Um, with that said, I can see where, if that's where they're going with it, why they would have said, Hey, there's this whole industry 
of workers that are unemployed right now, the music business, you know, while they may still be putting out albums, they can't perform, you know, they're doing stuff on zoom sessions or whatever for their fans. Facebook lives. I, and Yeah. I could see where they would look at it and go, Hey, we need to give them a platform if that's what they're doing. Of course, uh, once again, speculation, but, uh, I could see where if they don't do that, we need to look into doing it because <laughs> see, that was my first instinct. The other night I was actually talking to the girl we were talking about earlier, um, Skeletora, uh, about a, a platform for these displaced Twitch singers to go. And I didn't say this to her, but my thought was, how can we come up with that? Yeah. I wouldn't know anything about setting it up, but I would love to find a way to do it. I would love to find, don't get me wrong. Like I said, we are both gamers. We adore the gaming community. Gaming the community is the shit as far as we're concerned. I've never played any video games in my life. I don't know what you're talking about. Liar, liar, liar. You got me <laughs> back into it. Y'all, I had quit gaming for years. And then this man goes and buys this game, Seven Days to Die. And he's like spending hours on this game. And I'm thinking, what the hell is so great about this game? So one day when he goes to work, I'm like, I'm going to play with your game for a little bit and see what's all about. Okay. The beginning of the end. Yeah, the beginning of the end. He, he gets back home 12 hours later from work, and I'm still sitting in the same spot, <laughs> playing the absolute hell out of this game. And just like that, I'm back deep into gaming. And at first, I was a little mad at him about it. <laughs> but now I am so <laughs> grateful. And, you know, because I did miss it. And, the communities I have come across largely thanks to Twitch. I have made some of the best friends I've ever had in those communities. They have inspired me. They are part of the reason I wrote Rise and Rise Mind Over Matter and Sandbox. And so don't get me wrong. I am not saying I would ever want to do anything to hurt the gaming community or, you know, particularly the gaming community around Twitch. But I would like to find a way to start a platform that was dedicated to the creatives, you know, the writers, the musicians, the singers, you know, something like Twitch, but where it's just for that, you know? And if, all right, Michael, what you're saying, if that's what they're looking at doing, you know, that's a great thing. But why can't you do that for the mainstream artist, but also keep Twitch Sings for these folks that are just, I've, I've come across several folks on Twitch Sings that have said they always wanted to sing, but never could get the guts up until Twitch, sing, Twitch Sings comes along. And, you know, their communities that normally watched them game kind of encouraged them and pushed them along to sing. And now they're loving it and they're feeling better about themselves you know why can't you do both good why? question <laughs> that that's makes no that's sense the question i want to see answered too i just i just i just don't get it twitch twitch if you're listening folks give us some answers we, we would really love to hear your side of this and what you plan to do with these people that are on your platform that are now going to be completely displaced 
because you know you, you've been advertising it as you want to grow twitch into more than just gaming but yet here you're alienating a whole community tell us why tell us what you plan to do for this community we, we would love to know and i'm sure yeah, they absolutely. would love to know yeah yeah because i mean just just throwing a bone of you know looking forward to doing things for the music community that's that's a broad statement, you know. These and it people really are give, it gives them no hope as to what the future is is going to be. Yeah, I mean, when you see you know stream titles of you know Twitch sings while we still can, that, that's and depressing it, and heartbreaking. Yes, absolutely. Well, speaking of creators, one of the things we would like to do, we want to add two segments to the podcast. Um, one will be for unsolved crimes and we'll probably start that next episode and part of the reason we want to do this for one i've always been obsessed with the criminal mind take that as you will read into it however you will um <clears throat> the other reason is because michael and i both of our families have been affected by some very heinous crimes and for the people left behind by unsolved crimes it's a torture and a special hell so we want to kind of bring attention to some of these crimes you know never know who might be listening who might have some information at the very least keep some of these crimes and these victims names alive and in the public the other segment we want to add is a creator shout out and with that creator shout out what we're going to be doing is kind of shining a spotlight on some creators whether it be on youtube twitch where the hell ever that we think are inspiring and worthwhile for you to go take a look at and you know sometimes it's going to be bigger creators sometimes it's going to be smaller creators but that's just one of the things we want to do. And this week, I kind of picked this creator. And he is kind of on the bigger side. Um, Drum roll. <laughs> I am talking about the one and only Charlie Rocket. If you've ever been to my YouTube channel, you know I did. I have a series on the Crowd Friday Tea where I talk about people. Instead of spilling bad tea on them, I try to spill some good. And I did one on Charlie um charlie was a manager in the rap industry uh he was actually two chains manager charlie had a hell of a career going on and at one point charlie had a weight problem and then one day found out he had a brain tumor and at that point he decided he wanted to do something with his life that really meant something to him something that he felt deep down and what he did he has made his entire life about helping other people he goes across the country now finding out through social media about people that are in a bad spot that need some help and going and making sure he secures the help they need we will absolutely be including Charlie links to Charlie's Instagram and to his YouTube channel so you guys can go check him out. By all means, check him out. 
I, he is so inspirational. His backstory is inspirational. And one of the ways you can actually hear his entire story, he did two episodes of Impulsive, um, Logan Paul's podcast. Go check those out. All you've got to do is type in Charlie Rocket Impulsive and they will come up. Make sure you watch the very first one he did. And if you don't walk away inspired, I want to know what the hell is wrong with you. Absolutely. Yeah, because this, this guy, I mean, normally, you know, I I watch people or whatever, and even, even people that, you know, others may find inspiration from or whatever, or be their mood changed by listening to these people. They usually don't have really much of an effect on me. Uh, stoic or whatever you'd want to call it, you know, but listening to him, it's like, wow. I mean, just he can just listening to his stories. It will lights give a fire you the, under you. Yes. It'll, it'll give you, it, it, it gives you the feeling that anything is possible. Yes. As it, long as you just focus on it. I've been lucky enough. I've gotten to talk to Charlie a little bit and gotten to know him a little bit. And, um, to be completely honest, it has been my experience so far that what you see and hear out of him on camera is Charlie. It's not an act. It's who he is. And, you know, anytime, any day I get a message from Charlie is a damn good day. It will just, you, you can ask Michael, I will get tickled and excited. And, you know, most guys will get a little ticked off. Their woman getting that excited over a message from another guy, but... <laughs> <laughs> he knows it's just because I believe so much in what Charlie is doing. And as we grow and build what we are growing and building, I want to take a page from Charlie's book and do more to help other people. Absolutely. So that that's, you know, that's one of the things, one of our goals and has been for quite a while, but Guys, go check out Charlie and see if he doesn't inspire you to do that thing that you've been putting off for years because you just didn't think you could or didn't think it was practical or like Michael said, when you get done listening to Charlie, you'll believe anything's possible. And that's because it is. It, it truly is. And as we get deeper into the podcast and getting to know you guys and you guys getting to know us, you'll, you'll kind of find out why I've come to that belief. You'll find out more about my past and I could tell you to go from where I was to where I am now. If you had asked me 15, 20 years ago that I would be in this position today, I would have laughed at you. So, yeah, when Charlie tells you you can do it, he's not lying to you. It's not just some, you know, feel-good speech. It's the truth. So go check him out and absolutely take a listen, okay? Yeah, and to kind of build on that, saying it's not a feel-good speech, it's true because most of the stories are stuff he's done. Nobody, yes. I guess, uh, I've used this, this quite a few times and I always love seeing it and wish, uh, hope someday I will experience it firsthand. You know, 
every everything that you would do, everything you would get into, whether it be doing podcasts, doing YouTube videos, uh, getting into computer programming, or whatever, you know, there's always. Uh, it seems like there's usually a gated community. Yeah. And it's like you have to do the. Here's the steps to get to that point. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to do this. When I look at somebody like Charlie, it's like nobody ever told him he couldn't, that he had to go through all of this, that, and the other. Nobody told him you can't do it that way. He just did it mm-hmm. because nobody told him he couldn't, if that makes sense. No, exactly. nobody, yeah, nobody said there's this big rule and regulation book that you've got to go through first before you qualify to become this person. Now, I just get the feeling if somebody had, Charlie would have laughed at him and just kept on doing anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, everything I've ever tried to do, it's like, well, okay, you need to do this first. You need to learn this. You need to study this. You need to become good at this. You need to do that, you know. And, and it's every, every, to get to where I'm at, I've went through a lifelong process of steps to get here. Whereas some people just bypass all of that and do it. Exactly. And, and learn it when they get there or, or you know, figure out the ropes on the way. And if you're a younger person person listening to this, take it from two people that are probably much older than you. Really old. <laughs> Speak for yourself, <laughs> you dinosaur. <laughs> there are going to be naysayers, no matter what it is you want to do. There's yep. going to be some asshat telling you, you can't do that or you can't do it this way, you can't do it that way. I want you to look at them flip them a bird and tell them you're going to do it your way because you don't want to reach our age and just starting to fulfill your dreams because you're finally saying I didn't have to go through all this other bullshit to do what I wanted to do or they were wrong when they told me I couldn't do this so don't ever let somebody hold you down that way that is when it's my time that is going to probably be my biggest regret is that I wasted so many years listening to the naysayers. Don't do that. Absolutely. Now, all of that having been said, I want to give a shout out to somebody else too, Michael. I want to give a, a shout out to one of our patrons. The Miss lovely Miss Start and Grid. She has been a patron for quite a while now. And she's actually you know becoming part of our organization sam stars creations which is our other sponsor yes our own company is sponsoring this podcast all right if we gotta sponsor ourselves we're gonna sponsor ourselves damn it <laughs> if you want to do something right you gotta do it yourself exactly <laughs> and guys what sam stars creations is that is our kind of our parent company, our umbrella company. Oh, I don't know if I should say umbrella. Any Resident Evil fans will know why I just kind of backtracked on that umbrella company statement. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's our parent company. Let's put it that way. It encompasses. It's, it's not a corporation. Yeah, exactly. Umbrella exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're not turning the T virus loose anytime soon. Okay. We're going to wait a week. few years. Yeah, yeah. Just, we'll wait for the coronavirus thing to die down first. Yeah, let's let Corona have her time to shine. Then we'll we'll introduce the T virus. All right. 
But and now boy, Sam's, has it had its time. <laughs> it's had more than its time. And now super gonorrhea. Have y'all heard about that? Super gonorrhea. Yay. What the hell, 2020? <laughs> Rona wasn't enough. You gotta dish out super gonorrhea. And let me ask y'all something. What the hell are y'all out there doing to create a strain of super gonorrhea? Ain't y'all ever heard of, you know, condoms, you know, something. What the hell are you people doing? I'm glad you asked. Oh, shit. (laughs) Forbes magazine actually did an article on super gonorrhea. Oh, my God, no. And why it may be spreading. (laughs) All right. Let us have it. Dish it out. The headline reads, Super Gonorrhea May Be Spreading from Antibiotic Overuse for COVID-19 Coronavirus. Really? Yes. So it's become resistant to all the antibiotics that are out there. Ah, uh, that's that's what the headline would seem to, to lead us to believe. Oh, um, Jesus. Mm. <laughs> and, and they go on to state, if you haven't figured it out yet, Super gonorrhea is not super to have. <laughs> Just in case you were wondering. Oh, God. They really, Forbes magazine, really it worded pro- it that way. And I'm going to I'm gonna quote this gentleman. <laughs> I, I, uh, Bruce Y. Lee, senior contributor for Forbes magazine. Thanks and, and for the laugh, Bruce. any guy with the Bruce. name Bruce Lee, he's got my vote. Uh, yes, I'm down uh, with him. <laughs> yep. Let, let, I ain't see, down uh, with the super gonorrhea though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, well, I've got to find it again. Uh, hmm. Da, 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 da. Okay. Here, here we go. It will not prompt you. It won't prompt you to tell your partner. I just returned from the doctor's office and I've got super news for you. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, my uh, baby, if you ever come home and start off a sentence that way, <laughs> you are a dead man walking. Um, or let's see, he goes on to also say, no, nah, telling him or her that you have super gonorrhea would be about as positive as saying that you have sexy syphilis or candy-coated chlamydia. <laughs> so I'm going to stop there. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. No. Where did this man come up with this stuff? Thank you, Mr. Lee. We needed that. Yes, we did. Although we could have done without the gonorrhea. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how did we get off on this tangent? Oh, how did we go from talking about our our sponsors to talking about super gonorrhea? You know, it's got a strong effect because I really don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) I think you mentioned something about it trending and... We kind of just went off the left field there. <laughs> oh, man. But, guys, as I was saying, CM Source Creations is, we were, the umbrella company, the T-Virus, that's T-virus, how yeah. we led up to, the, see, I told y'all, we can go yeah. down some wild rabbit holes. Yeah, then we went into super gonorrhea and candy-coated chlamydia. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but back to the original point. Nobody will ever listen to us again. We're sorry, people. Yeah, we, we apologize. 
<laughs> oh my god but if y'all any of y'all knew us before this you already knew this crap was coming so <laughs> <laughs> now back to our regularly scheduled programming all right tell us about the uh <laughs> about our sponsors again <laughs> uh sam dreams creations is the parent company that kind of houses world's collide podcast uh sam stars publications our youtube channels our twitch channels our clothing line just uh um, homestead farming gifts a whole lot of stuff we have going on and if you ever wonder what else we have going on outside of this podcast or ways you can support any of those endeavors just go check out our webs website samstarscreations.com and you can find everything there and except for super gonorrhea yeah the, the exception of super gonorrhea and no candy coated chlamydia we're out of that at the moment. But ma. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't give a proper shout out to Miss Start and Grid. I started shouting her out and then we went on this tangent. And I am sorry, Miss Start and Grid. We love you, darling. We love you so much. Uh, like I said, Start and Grid started out a viewer, a friend. She ended up becoming a character in one of my books and now she is actually about to join our company kind of be like our right hand man so to speak even though she is a beautiful woman and she is also a moderator on both of our twitch channels so she has supported us in ways we can never begin to repay all we could do is say start and grid thank you and we love you darling Absolutely. She's been there since the beginning, pretty much. Yes. Yes, she has. Since, since the beginning. Yeah. And, and she's kind of pushed us. She's pushed us to do things we wouldn't have done otherwise. Absolutely. She, she believed in us when we didn't believe in us. So, big shout out to her. And guys, if Absolutely. you want to find us anywhere else, like I said, you can check out our website, cmstarscreations.com. The podcast itself has a website worldscollidepodcast.com and we have an instagram as well for the podcast and we are also on twitter on twitter it is at w collide podcast and on instagram worlds collide podcast i'm on twitter and on instagram on twitter it's at mandy c underscore more on twitter michael is still under his gamer tag i just realized that you're still under your gamer tag over there yeah i need to swap that up the name says ml more but the the at is at gregost underscore zorro and all the links you guys are going to need to be able to get a hold of us will be available we're going to make sure all those are listed anywhere and everywhere we possibly can. And guys, we are starting a Discord for the podcast. And I'm still working on setting it up. But as soon as we get it set up, we will have a link for you guys to join that as well. And that's going to be a place where we can kind of discuss current topics with you guys. You guys can, you know, make suggestions to us on what you want to hear us talk about. You know, all those kind of good things. And right now, we're looking at doing the podcast every other week. 
and, and you're usually going to run about an hour to two hours each. But if it seems like you guys are really enjoying these and you want to hear more from us, we will absolutely up that to at least once a week. You know, we're just yeah. going to kind of have to see what you guys think of us. Are you running away screaming right now? <laughs> if you really want to hear this mayhem every week, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll get worse as we loosen up so be forewarned yes, definitely we're, we're kind of shy right now <laughs> yeah if, if this uh this actual podcast is any example of that i know we started off uh pretty stiff but i think uh over the duration of just this one podcast it's it's opened up quite a bit <laughs> uh, yeah he, he's right guys we we are actually being shy right now it's it's going to get worse, so be forewarned. Um, don't let your kids anywhere near us. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. <laughs> they, they're not going to need to hear the things that will at some point be coming out of our mouths. I can promise you that. But we do, you know, we want to have fun with this, but we also want to discuss things that matter in the world, discuss things that inspire us and will hopefully inspire you guys. So it's just going to be us basically you know our thoughts our feelings our opinions and trying to share things with you guys that we think are important and hopefully you guys giving us feedback and sharing with us what you think isn't is important so that that's kind of the direction this podcast is going to go and like i said we've got some guests lined up already um one i'm not going to give his name away right now because we're still he's already said he wants to do this he said this when I had the idea for this podcast over a year ago, he, he was ready to sign on then. We're just going to have to see how we can get our schedules to mesh up to record uh, the episode with him. But he, most people know as, as a gamer and a streamer on Twitch, they don't realize he's also a successful author. He was an attorney at one point. He has done so much with his life. So... It's going to be a ball to have people like him on that, you know, the world perceives in one way and they don't know there's this whole other side to these people. So that's just some of the things y'all have to uh, either look forward to or have nightmares about. <laughs> just depending if you're, a, you know, a degenerate like we are or not. So... <laughs> Michael's getting awful quiet. Absolutely. I'm being degenerate <laughs> over here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what he's doing, y'all. He is sitting there going, I'm going to be quiet as possible. That way, if anything ever gets used against us in court. It's her fault. Yeah. Bingo. <laughs> See? See? I told y'all. Blame Mandy. <laughs> now, like I said, guys, next episode, we probably will try to start the Unsolved Crime Spotlight. And next episode, I want to talk about some other podcast. I want to talk about The Sip with Rylan Adams and Lizzie Gordon. I want to talk about Logan Paul's podcast, Impulsive. I want to talk about The Sweet Boys podcast. I want to tell y'all what I really think of these folks. That's scary. Why, I'm a sweetheart. That's scary. <laughs> Y'all, if I'm, you know, solo on the podcast next time, you know it's because he's buried in the backyard. Okay. 
Uh, I think with that, we are probably ready to sign off. What about you, Michael? Yeah, I believe we're good for this round. Uh, be gentle with us. <laughs> be gentle, but, be yeah. patient. Although we do like it a little rough every now and then. <laughs> I didn't say that out loud. I'll edit yeah, that out. You kind of did. Or not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely, you know, definitely stick around with us. Could get interesting, uh, could get boring. It's hard to say. It's kind of like a, a bad train wreck. You just can't look away. Bingo, that's us. Maybe that's what we should have named this to the World's Collide train wreck. Train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. And we will see y'all again in, uh, well, not, not next week, but the week after. Y'all have a very happy, happy new year. And hopefully, you know, we can all go into the new year together and really see where this podcast and everything else in all of our lives, our lives and your lives, takes us all in 2021. It's got to be better than 2020. And don't nobody be bringing no candy-coated chlamydia or super gonorrhea into 2021 with us. We don't want it. And just to, to quote two memes that I've seen, um course 2020 will be turning 21 and able to buy alcohol so there's uh, that <laughs> yeah that ought to be interesting and of course my my favorite of all uh <laughs> said we would like everyone to refer to new year's eve as 2020 24 hours to go <laughs> so. i want to be sedated <laughs> <laughs> oh yes the sedation would be good right now i think there might be a bottle of jack somewhere around here with my name on it that should do the trick yeah my maker's mark is empty so <laughs> i might share if you're real sweet all right <laughs> all right good night for now ladies and gentlemen well night day whatever time it is for you not even sure what time i'm gonna put this up so just know it's night for us right now and we're saying good night thank you for being here and we will catch y'all in the next one Thanks for hanging out. Bye, guys.